Craig Bishop and the Council Roundup. An hour meeting. Loved seeing that, but they tackled a lot. So <laughs> I've got tons of cuts here from last night's Springfield City Council meeting. It's the Council Roundup. I'm Greg Bishop. Each and every Wednesday, if they have a council meeting on the Tuesday before we listen to it and bring it to you here on the WMAY Morning News Feed so that you can stay up to date with what's going on with the Springfield City Council. Even if you don't live in Springfield, you likely spend some of your resources in Springfield for groceries or dinner or just hitting the bars. Or maybe you're going to be coming to town for the for the uh, Lincoln uh, land of... Uh, the Legacy of Giving. There you go. The Log Festival that's happening downtown Springfield. Legacy of Giving. Uh, so, uh, you know, you're going to be spending tax dollars. How those tax dollars are being spent, uh, well, you kind of get some of that from uh, from the meeting. But also, you just get to learn more about the inner workings of government so that maybe you can take what you've learned and evaluate your local community's governing structure and how they make money move around. Uh, so, uh, it's the Council Roundup each and every Wednesday. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Head west subs, their location downtown, open for lunch. All right, let's get into it. A uh, lot to get to. Um, ordinances uh, that were up for consideration. Last night was a committee of the whole. And a committee of the whole is when they're not passing things on final passage. They're just determining whether an ordinance is going to go up for debate next week or if it's going to be put on the consent agenda, which are non-controversial, and they'll lump all those together and pass them all together at once. Uh, but they have these split up into different segments. This particular first few, it deals with the public utility, CWLP, City Water, Light, and Power, the power plant. Here's uh, Clerk uh, uh, Frank Lesko talking about uh, the ordinance, reading with it off. Transformer Alliance with Raybar Electric Incorporated, Fletcher Reinhardt Company, and an extra power solutions LLC in an amount not to exceed $14,097,854.20 for the Office of Public Utility. $14 million contract. Uh, not sure what that's for. It's a lot of money, but it's for the power plants. Next ordinance up. In an amount not to exceed $387,415 for repair upgrade of Unit 4's circulating pump and authorizing a supplemental appropriation for $387,415 to cover said repair for the Office of Public Utility. Move for consent. So nearly $400,000 repair. That's another addition for the power plant. Next. And authorizing the execution of a two-year extension to proposal number UE18-12 with Ozinga Cement Incorporated for purchase, removal, and beneficial use of fly ash from Dolman 4 for the Office of Public Utilities. Move for consent. So uh, another uh, measure dealing with how to get rid of the ash at uh, the power plant from the coal burning. Uh, CWLP, of course, uh, it's uh, a lot of dollars necessary to keep that thing up and running, but it does provide reliable power to uh, ratepayers here in Springfield. Um, but this question about the fly ash, Alderman Redpath uh, just wanted to make sure that uh, it was clear which kind of fly ash we're talking about here or which kind of coal ash we're talking about. Don't we have a contractual agreement with our coal? hauler to dispose of the ash is this a different contract and the cwlp official all the bottom ash that we generate gets hauled back to the mine this is the fly ash that gets beneficial reuse 
So it's two separate. Agreements. Oh, it's two separate yeah. types of ash? Two oh. separate types of ash. Okay, thank you. Yep. Learning something new every day. Uh, meanwhile, another ordinance with uh, some spending involved. Payment to Troxel and Company in the amount not to exceed $3,600,000 for property tax property insurance policy for 42 city properties for a one-year term and authorizing a supplemental appropriation in the amount of $919,000 for the Office of Public Utilities. So an insurance policy, close to a million dollars worth here that they're extending it. Uh, and a CWLP official talks about how difficult it is to insure these power plants. So the current policy we added about $200 million for the three uh, peakers that are not insured this year. In addition, we increased our schedule of values for the filter plant addition, about $120 million. So they're looking at different uh, elements to invest and to insure and to uh, ultimately make uh, make certain that uh, if there are any problems that arise with the power plants, that uh, it is going to get covered by insurance. But even that's going to have some problems because uh, we don't necessarily have the best claims record 879 million of insured value or insured property to 1.1 billion of insured property so there's about a 20 some percent increase in insured value and our premiums are went up about 24 percent part of that's driven by coal they don't want to insure coal plants so that's kind of what we're looking at who don't want to insure coal any insurance company all the so troxels have sent this to about 20 insurance companies trying to get them and over the last two years there's been five companies will take parts of it and fully insure us. Uh, currently uh, StarTech is the lead. They did 42.8% last year, they're doing 42.8% again this year and then we don't have all the bids back in so this is an estimate of the 3.6 million. Um, we have to have an ordinance ready so that we can pay the premium when they come in. So, so again, uh, they couldn't find uh, the proper insurance company to take this because insurance companies don't really want to insure coal plants. Here's Alderman Miniman uh, kind of addressing some of the other concerns there may be behind insuring CWLP. I can be insured value, and I understand what you're yeah. saying. We're insuring more property than we have in Correct. the past, and we've also got a claim history that doesn't Correct. help us any. No, it hasn't been pretty. It hasn't been pretty. Uh, we've seen millions and millions of dollars of damage and millions and millions of dollars in claims. Here's Alderman Ralph Hanauer. Same company, but in the last, what, 15 years, we've we've had claims of, well, about $8 million. Uh, what I think the one uh, a few years back was like $6 million, and then... That, that one was, that claim in 2016 for 33, there was only a small portion of that. Because the majority of that was on GE. Okay. Gosh, I remember hosting a, a Saturday evening talk show here on WMAY. What was that, back in 2016, maybe? Gosh, it's that long ago. But uh, I was having a conversation about, you know, uh, threats of uh, domestic terrorism. And if you guys remember Bill, a uh, caller who, for years, uh, just a, a wonderful uh, individual, uh, great artist, uh, and he called in all the time, big hit on the uh, Mike and Molson show uh, and uh, the Molson and Lee show from back in the days, if you recall. Uh, but uh, Bill called during that conversation, and he asked, do you think that that would ever happen here, like domestic terrorism? And I, I said, I, you know, anything's possible, right? And then my colleague, Bodine, he called up <laughs> out of nowhere and said there was an explosion at the power plant. 
Uh, and uh, we just had that breaking news that Saturday evening and trying to get in touch with anybody who could talk to us and give us updates, but it turned out it was just a malfunction. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> Just weird serendipity. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the CWLP's had its problems with uh, malfunctioning equipment and uh, uh, fires and whatnot and and a lot of cost involved with all of that uh, to, to be able to insure it as well after having those types of problems. Uh, you've dealt with insurance in your life as an adult. Uh, you know how it is. You get into a car accident and your insurance rates go up. Uh, so uh, ultimately, they're they're finding that uh, coal fire coal fired power plants uh, not really uh, an asset people want to insure. I did check with a couple other utilities, local small ones around us. Um, they have the same problem we have. They don't have the all the all the claim history, but they they're still it's four or five or four or five companies that they're piecing together 100% coverage. It's it's just the the industry of coal. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants it. It's the WMAY morning news feed. Got a lot more of the council roundup coming up here on WMAY. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. All right, so uh, last night's committee of the whole meeting, an hour long, but a lot of ordinances. We just heard a bunch of back and forth about the CWLP ordinances with millions of dollars, including insurance and how nobody wants to insure a uh, coal-fired power plant. Uh, but moving on to other ordinances, here's uh, Clerk Lesko. With Beach Rotten and Sons Incorporated to finish construction of the Chatham Road overlay project in an amount not to exceed $1,478,282 for the Office of Public Works. A lot of praise for this project. Seems that's something that a lot of people have been pushing for for quite some time. Here's Alderman Joe McMiniman. Public Works has done a really outstanding job in reconfiguring this project several times. And just again this week, uh, this as introduced, this ordinance includes the re remaining part of Ward 7 uh, for the Chatham Road. It includes all of the Ward 8 portion of Chatham Road. And Mayor Langfeller wanted to also, if possible, include as much of Ward 9 that we can get included in this contract. So Alderwoman Conley also uh, praised this, but also raised concern about how exactly Leland Grove is going to play into this, because that's a separate uh, entity, right? I mean, Leland Grove, the taxing body of Leland Grove is not the taxing body of the city of Springfield. So they've got their own roads to maintain. Uh, so Alderman Connolly with uh, some of her issues. Obviously, there are concerns about Leland Grove getting their portion of Chatham Road finished, too. So this, because that would take us, I mean, really the bulk of where the, the ugliness of Chatham Road, that would get all that completed. So if you could just kind of fill us in on that. Yeah, that's correct. Um, we have to bottom. go through certain um, hoops, basically, to uh, for the funding that they're using through the capital bill um, in order to do that section. However, they still have to get that funding authorized in order to construct their portion. So that's uh, Public Works Director Nate Bottom. He continues. Uh, it may be best to bid through, their pro through Leland Grove, so we may come with an amended IGA, and we're working closely with them so that we can get it done as quick as possible because it's in the best and interest be of wonderful. all yeah, of us. And even more from uh, the Public Works Director. Uh, I'm going to vote for this ordinance. Or actually, let's go ahead and uh, hear from Alderman Redpath. Uh, I'm going to vote for this ordinance because I gave my word to a couple aldermen I would. <laughs> okay. But I can tell you that I'm reluctant to vote for any more projects in this city because of how Public Works has let me down in my ward. Uh, as you all know, I've been working on Hilltop Road for six years. 
Come out and take a look at it. It's a friggin' disaster. And I'm, I'm very upset about it. I talked to the mayor about it. I can't talk to, I haven't talked to Nate about it because I haven't got any calls back. But I can just tell you this, I'm not happy. I'm gonna do everything I can to vote against every project because Hilltop Road, Ward 1 is being, being neglected and I'm sick of it. And so I gave you my word and I'm gonna stick my word and I'm gonna vote for this, but I'm not happy. Alderman Joe McMiniman reacting to another alderman saying that uh, they've had their area neglected when it comes to uh, public works projects and updating roads and whatnot. Uh, here's Alderman McMiniman. But I agree. We got to make sure everyone gets their major projects done. It took 10 years for this one, but um, and uh, all we can do is, you know, try to work together to for the betterment of all. Now, uh, Nate Bottom, Public Works Director, goes back and forth a bit here with uh, this entire conversation, including with Red Path. In regards to the Hilltop Road, we are letting the next phase next month. Um, we've been working on the plans. Uh, we originally had a consultant designing it. However, we brought it in the house so that we could get it done even quicker so that we could get it let this year being that second phase. You've been out there? And then in regards to erosion control, I know we had some straw straw autos put up right now. Unfortunately, during construction, sometimes it gets, it gets worse. But I'll, I'll go ahead and have them put up additional control erosion control and I just talked to Josh Broughton about the that. Contractor the, contractor. Out, the contractor dug out the ditches, and now they're full again, full mud. And there's no drainage going on out there. And you know we have erosion problem. We have a flooding problem with Palisades, and now it's getting worse. And it, this doesn't have to be like this. If they had done it right in the first time, the oversight of this thing has been a disaster. More from Alderman Redpath. We had, to, we had to call up and get new street lights put up. It took, I had to make 15 phone calls just to get CWP out there to put the lights up. We had we had a car roll down the hill, and we had then we after the car rolled down the hill, then we put up the barriers. It's ridiculous. We don't have to. We, this is not the way we should be doing business. Fortunately, we have to stage construction, and, and one of the last phases. Is you know what? I've heard nothing but, uh, but excuses and, and procrastination and delays. That's all I've heard. I'm, I'm sick of it. Yeah, I tell you what. Um, it's moments like these where. Uh, you can definitely hear the uh, frustration in some aldermen uh, when it comes to working and trying to get their issues addressed through the mayor's administration. Uh, and it seems to be that this is always the case. For as long as I've followed the city council, uh, there, there always seems to be, regardless of who's the mayor and regardless of who the alder people are, uh, there's always complaints about communication back and forth, uh, not being on the same page, not getting a call about an issue or not getting a call back about an issue. Uh, so it's not just isolated to this situation. I mean, it happens across the uh, across the spectrum and over time, um, and and regardless of who the people are uh, at the center of it. All right, coming back, we will uh, hear more from last night's Springfield City Council meeting, uh, including a whole host of concerns that Alderman raised, kind of in rapid succession. Uh, it was an only an hour long meeting last night, but they covered a lot of ground. Back with the council roundup on the WMAY morning news feed, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. So last night's hour-long council meeting, a lot covered. Uh, we've heard ordinances ranging from uh, a couple of hundred thousand dollars to $14 million. <laughs> a lot of money being spent. Um, but let's get into some more measures that were brought up. Here's uh, Clerk Frank Lesko. An ordinance approving the appointment of Alderman Ralph Hanauer to the Sangamon County Board of Health. Okay. Boy, this saga, I tell you what. <laughs> I've been asked that we 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 hold these. Um, okay. I don't know how long, but it may be forever, for all I know. But uh, I've already been appointed. 
<laughs> so uh, you, you did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's going great. We're going to have our own our own little committee up here. <laughs> well, so we have our own we, board of health. We can. Um... So what's going on here is uh, there's a board of health at the county level government that uh, has members on it, and the mayor has the ability to suggest members for that 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 board of health for that committee uh and in the past he's had several uh and uh, there have been several aldermen uh on that that county level health committee uh, but sometime before the pandemic, uh, he put up uh, Alderwoman Kristen DeCenso's name, and uh, the county never took up that issue. Uh, and it sat there for like uh, more than a year, even throughout the pandemic. So now we have uh, other names brought up, including Alderman Ralph Hanauer. Uh, but as is being reported by WICS uh, TV, uh, the mayor's uh, uh, desire to have these members on the Sangamon County Board of Health doesn't seem to be really going anywhere. Uh, County Chairman Andy Van Meter put out a statement saying the Sangamon County Board of Health has done an exceptional job shepherding our community's response to COVID and obtaining the third highest vaccination rate in the state. The board members are all respected members of the community who have solid expertise in public health and public finance. They are equally divided between Democrats and Republicans. In fact, two board members are former Democratic Party chairs who happen to have recognized expertise in public health. While we appreciate the mayor's offer to add the city council's deep expertise in public health matters to the board, the Board of Health currently has its full complement of eight members. Linkfelder said that he has a meeting set with some of the board members. So here's more of the back and forth last night about this uh, This. This issue. Uh, is it a conflict of interest for these two people to vote for themselves? No, I voted for myself. Well, no kidding. Hey, Roy, that, we may be the only votes for us. Are you kidding me? I'm not voting for them. Yeah. So, Alder Roman DeCenso, uh, again, joking aside, wanting to get to the bottom I mean, of this. Is, is there any movement happening here? As we just heard, don't expect much movement. Uh, and Corporation Counsel Jim Zirkel saying that uh, they're going to be meeting on this and trying to determine uh, what's going on here. Up, they did send some information this afternoon. I haven't had a chance to look at it. So uh, what I'd ask would be if we hold this till next week. Hopefully, we'll get this straightened out. Yeah. All right, thank you. One way or the other. Okay. So that's a no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, especially what uh, WICS is reporting about how they've got their full complement of board members. So I don't think that issue is going to get resolved next week. Uh, next issue up, let's hear about uh, some funding for a local group. With Phoenix Company Center for improvements located at 109 East Lawrence Avenue, u- utilizing the city's community development block grant funds in an amount not to exceed $165,000 for the Office of Planning and Economic Development. So the Phoenix Center, which focuses on helping uh, those LGBT community members of ours uh, and uh, getting them resources, helping with community uh, spirit and, and, and pride and so on. Uh, Alderwoman Conley um, uh, praising this and also talking about the good work that uh, the Phoenix Center does and uh, pointing out that uh, the Phoenix Center's uh, Jenna Cooley was there last night. And I see we have Jenna Cooley here from Phoenix Center. I would just like to say, first of all, thank you for the work that you're doing on this, providing a a resource and a support in our community that that is sorely needed. Um, But Cooley got up and talked about how Springfield can do more. Uh, They can... They can do more to actually report 
all the great things that Springfield's doing for the LGBT community. Here's uh, John Cooley. We have the second lowest score in the state of Illinois. Um, our score for coming in this year is a 68 out of 100. And um, I just wanted to see if there would be a way that I could work. I know the mayor and I have talked about this in the past, but just to see if there would be a way that I could work with the city and with the council to try to improve our score. There are some things on here that we could easily um, get our score up on if we just talked about and kind of brainstormed. Um, a couple of things that are on here that we've, we're getting zeros on, we're actually doing. So we just need to make sure we get that reported to HRC. Um, but I would love to work with you on whatever we can do to, to improve the score so um it's important that if you're doing good things and there's uh, an organization out there tracking the good things that are done for communities you need to report it to the community uh ultimately i think what they're saying there is uh all the wonderful things that the community does for the lgbt community uh needs to be spoken from the rooftops right and i think that uh, absolutely 100 percent is the case that uh you need to, to speak about the good deeds because that will foster other good deeds. Uh, meanwhile, uh, they got through all their ordinances. All right. So halfway through the meeting, an hour long meeting last night, it's time to address a whole host of issues that uh, Springfield Alderman uh, brought up. And we'll go ahead and uh, hear from Alderman Sean Gregory, who we talked with yesterday live on the show about some of the things concerning the homeless population and how he needs uh, some more resources and help to facilitate getting longer-term services for those who are experiencing homelessness. But Alderman Gregory has other issues he has to uh, to deal with as well, bringing those up last night uh, on the uh, Springfield City Council Committee of the Whole. We have... Uh a place in, uh, off Wheeler or Old Rochester Road or, 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 or a street over. Um, I, I've talked about it a little bit about us shutting off that street. I, I and why shut that street off? Inspectors rode out of there, so we're checking on it. But if we, I, I think we can close off that little street so we can stop chasing our tails and spending money to, to, to get that spot. It's one of our major fly dumping spaces. So if we could, um, if I can get a date on when we're going to close that. So he's looking for some kind of um, resolution there to to try to stop some of the fly dumping that's going on. But that wasn't the only issue that uh, Alderman Sean Gregory raised last night. Uh, he... Uh, he wanted to also address the glut of vacant buildings that there are, and in particular in his ward, buildings that have been vacant for far too long. What I'm, what I'm looking for is, is you know, how um, we can finally act on them, um, whether we're going to take control of the county or whatever. Um, I'm, I'm really not trying to find them, but I'm, I'm really just trying to get to a point where we can see some movement on, on some of these places. I know the house has got different issues, but but some of these buildings have just been sitting too long. And I yeah, and something needs to be done about it. Uh, meanwhile, continuing with the cavalcade of concerns that uh, Springfield Alderman had last night during new and unfinished business, here's Alderman Chuck Redpath. We're getting our $33 million in federal funds, and we've talked here about prog programs that we all, we all like to see. If you put together any kind of plan uh, that we can see that shows how that money's going to be distributed, everybody's got sewer problems, everybody's got road problems, everybody's got other problems, but... I'd really like to see some kind of plan come forward that we can all discuss and make sure that we're all getting a portion of that money. Here's all uh, Mayor Jim Langfelder addressing those concerns about how we're going to use those federal dollars. Because Springfield, all municipalities across the state are getting money from federal taxpayers. 
Uh, Springfield's getting like $33 million, and we've already gotten $17 million or so. Uh, we're going to get another $17 million, uh, or almost $17 million uh, next year. So two tranches of document, uh, two tranches of, of funds, millions and millions of dollars. How's that going to be spent? Here's the mayor. Right now we have $17 million, a little bit over that. Uh, the one first one out of the, as you know, per the request of the ordinance was $1.4 million to reimburse the, the reduction of the fire department. And then so um, it can be used for revenue replacement, but on the infrastructure side, it's just for water, sewers, and broadband as far as that goes. So, so water, sewers, and broadband is where a lot of that money is going to go. Here's Alderman Redpath. And I agree with the 1.4 re, uh, replacement back in there because we, we need to make sure that we keep everyone self, safe. But And he's talking about the cuts that were made to the fire department in the budget that they're going to fill back up with some of these federal tax dollars. We are moving in, in the right direction on negotiations on how we're going to restructure the fire department. Uh, it's still under... How do you want to comment on that? <laughs> <laughs> so if uh, labor talks, uh, you can't really be too open about labor discussions uh, until there's like a uh, interim deal uh, that's, that's being made. But uh, Corporation Counsel Jim Zirkel addressing Alderman Chuck Redpath's concerns about making sure that any conversations with the fire department addresses some of the structural issues they've seen in the past with staffing and overtime costs and so on. Uh, the various issues that are... Uh, uh, systemic, you know, uh, sustainability on the uh, structure uh, is uh, is in uh, front and center in the in the discussions that are taking place. Alderman Ralph Hanauer uh, sharing some of his concerns. He did talk about the vacant buildings as well and the need to address that because it can uh, ultimately lead to higher costs for the city, uh, not just because of uh, maintenance and stuff like that, but also if a firefighter has to go in there to put out a fire from somebody who's just squatting in the house and then that firefighter can get injured and you end up with the tens of thousands of dollar uh, workers' comp situation that costs taxpayers. But Alderman Hanauer had another issue he wanted to raise. I'm not, we're not not against group homes and neighborhoods. We, we've gone down that road and we understand, you know, that, that our rules, uh, I guess we got sued and all that from way back. If you remember um, five years ago or so, there was a lawsuit about the city's zoning for group homes. And I believe it was, um, don't quote me on this, it's been a long time since I've uh, pulled this up from my memory banks, but uh, the city was sued because of uh, the, the zoning of group homes being in one category but not another, uh, limiting the number of individuals that could live in a group home within a neighborhood. So that lawsuit challenging the city's zoning, uh, it prevailed and the city had to change its zoning concerning group homes uh, and uh, you know assisted living facilities like that. Here's more from Alderman um, Ralph Hanauer. What's not fair is when the group homes do not care for the residents and they they end up getting out of the house and they cause havoc in the neighborhood. And uh, he's looking for some kind of action here. The nuisance ordinance or something and we start chart hitting them with a $500 fine or whatever, that's what's going to make these companies realize they've got to do a better job. And it's, it's more for the neighborhoods than anything else. Again, I have nothing against the group homes. I have nothing against mentally ill people. But it's not fair to the neighborhood that, that this goes on. 
More from last night's Springfield City Council meeting. The mayor laying out a pretty eventful few days coming up here, heading into the Independence Day holiday weekend. Uh, put these on your calendar. Just a couple announcements. Thursday is the Levitt concert series, and afterwards they'll have fireworks um, through the Illinois JCs, and it's sponsored by Pole Barn Cheek. Uh, events, so we appreciate that. And then on uh, Friday and Saturday, there's the Log Fest. Uh, Friday it goes from um, five o'clock to midnight, and then I think on Saturday it's noon to midnight, and they have activities for the children as well as the adults. So the uh, Legacy of Giving Fest. Uh, looking forward to checking that out this weekend, especially with the weather. It looks like it's going to be gorgeous. Alderwoman DeCenso has uh, some issues she needs to raise when it concerns trash. I've been receiving a lot of complaints from uh, regarding waste management and Republic Services only picking up trash once every two weeks. My gosh. She says she reached out and got an automated message from the company. But we are experiencing a labor shortage. Um, that violates our agreement with these two companies and people have garbage stacked up even though they're doing the right thing paying their bills i don't know if they're getting prorated um, but this is going on citywide wow. yeah that's that's wild uh she continues lake area it doesn't seem to be a problem but um the other two companies it's the same automated message so uh, this is a concern. It, we are getting into the hot months. Um, this trash stinks. It brings out rodents, uh, and we can't have that. No good. No good whatsoever. Uh, so uh, she definitely wants something done about that. The mayor says that they will uh, work on something uh, to ensure that uh, the, 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 the trash haulers, the waste haulers, uh, actually address the issue. It is the WMAY Council Roundup. I'm Greg Bishop. The Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Other things we didn't get to uh, includes, well, this. Actually, we'll go ahead and play this. It's pretty funny. Uh, all the women descend so after making the statements about the trash and the need to go after these uh, waste haulers for not picking up garbage. Uh, she points to a regular participant, uh, a citizen, uh, Alice Rainey, who uh, you hear all the time on the council roundup because she addresses the council. But after uh, Alderwoman DeCenso made the statements about uh, addressing the, the, the trash issue, uh, she looked out in the audience and saw Alice. Okay. Alice, were you applauding me? <laughs> I want that on tape. All right. <laughs> And we got that on the record, uh, so thumbs up. All right, that's your council roundup here on the WMAY morning news feed. An hour meeting jam-packed with all kinds of stuff. Uh, we'll be back with more to wrap this hour up and uh, talk about uh, some of the things that uh, are in your mind. Uh, so it's all in the way here on the WMAY morning news feed.